hello there. Hello there, fuckers. How's it going? It's tip top of the morning time, even though it's almost 7 p.m. here at night time, Tuesday. What is the date? September. September 15th. Oh, September 15th. We really did it. We made it to September. The random podcast, me, Marquez. How on earth are you? You dirty whores. Are you doing well? Are you staying sane? Are you going mental? Are you depressed? Are you happy? Have you gone berserk? Remember when you thought you were running out of toilet paper because you were going to be having diarrhea nonstop? How did that work out? Did you overreact? Did you get uh, upset over nothing? Is it all in your head? Is everything going to be okay? Um, some of the questions that we will pretend to answer in this podcast, 173 random podcast episode, 173. Said that four times now, so the coffee I've just chugged is kicking in a peculiar way. I can't speak. My lips are dry, and um, that's a good way. You know, I'm, I'm really painting a stunning picture, although my hair is looking stunning today. I should have the video going, but you know me, I'm lazy. I bought a new laptop, so that's coming soon. And um, hopefully I can figure out what to do. People are asking me, can you do a video? And I'll say, yeah, and then I'll, I'll, I just won't do it. <laughs> unless I'm getting paid for something, I, I kind of tend to forget it, or unless I'm very motivated by it. And I'm not fully motivated yet, but maybe soon I will. You know, maybe soon I will uh, bestow my beauty upon your eyes, and you can watch this podcast. It'd be handy if someone just put all my podcasts, podcasts up on YouTube. With my beautiful face as a still video. If you're out there and you want to do that, <clears throat> let me know. You know, let me know. Dig deep. Take one for the team, uh, team player and whatnot. And it will be good to go. You can see my face. Oh, what a stunning face, especially after the weekend that I've had. Only now am I feeling better. It's Tuesday. It's the evening time. I finally, I don't feel like a bag of uh, socks that were filled full of piss. Which is one of the worst things you could feel like, I presume. A sock full of piss. There's not worse. That's all wet sock feeling. Oh, I love socks. Not a fan of wet socks. Um, Yeah, tough weekend. Fun weekend. My buddy was visiting. Irish buddy visiting from New York. Angus, Jerry as we call him. It's called Jerry as Angus. It's too, too tough to roll off the tongue. Jerry was in town and... um. Yeah, it was good. It was full on. He came on Wednesday, I think. By Thursday, he said, I can already tell I'm ruining your schedule. <laughs> Thank God he was coming. I forget, like, if someone tried to visit me, that I couldn't just tell, ah, you can look after yourself there, can't you? If they were like, no, come do something with me, they wouldn't be allowed to visit. That's why no one else, I think, has visited me. But he was grand. He liked to get up early. I liked to get up at 10. He'd go off for a walk. We did a lot. It's t- it's a good laugh tour guiding someone. I basically, I've been saying it if you're a podcast uh, follower. Been trying to re- find a replacement for Leo. Well, we found a great weekend replacement. Almost too much. Too much. Now I forget who I had in the back pocket, the back burners. Who, who was I going to get to fill in? Angus long-time friend from Ireland. Jeez, uh, I've known him for fucking years now. Remember we met first year of college, I think? We didn't really like each other because we, we were in the same soccer club, university club, UCC, and uh, people were like to me, oh, you'll love this guy, Ballstar. 
he's funny too like you and i think they said the same to him and it was a competitive oh no there can only be one <laughs> there can only be one funny fucker here then at the start we were like ah oh, yeah fuck you fuck you and then we went boozing we were like ah oh, you're a great laugh good work and now look at us here how many years later is it? i don't know it's a lot of years later um but yeah, he lives in New York now. He came to visit. Uh, his one request was that we saw Skid Row. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't think, just because it's gradually happened here, <clears throat> I haven't noticed how bad the homeless situation is. Like, my area is nice, but there's no, like, close enough. There's, like, little tent towns popping up. They just take over the whole footpath. Big, huge footpaths. They have whole tents, couches, TVs. Um, the whole shebang, their tents are interlinked. Damn, like, God only knows what they're doing in there. We were trying to figure out how often you think they're pumping in the tents. Any homeless people? Do homeless people listen to uh, podcasts? They must, surely. But he went. He wanted to go down Skid Row. We went, well, we went Thursday. What did we do Wednesday? I'm trying to remember. We got a munch. Oh, we just chilled. No boozing. I was meant to have a show didn't happen there's too much sports going on um thursday we went playing pitch and put oh yeah the fucking smoke we were going to go to the beach jesus it was like you could barely see here it was like in the world it wasn't as bad as san francisco oregon wasn't that orange but it was definitely orange tinted the sun looked red just smoky all the fucking you were like breathing in smoke it was a fun time. He was like, oh, cool, I came at the perfect time. Because we checked the weather, and it looked glorious. And then he came here, and it was just like a fucking grey haze. Stunk of smoke. But we went playing pitch and put in that. I won. I beat him. I was five up with four to play. You know you know me, people. You know me. I'll dig, I'll dig deep. If there's a free meal on the line, that was the winner pays, the loser pays for food. Uh, so we went out but we ate too much we were going to go boozing Thursday and we were like ah oh, jeez we got home at like 10 we are like ah oh, is it even good on a Tuesday or on a Thursday no I don't know if it's any good is it good I don't know Jesus and then last minute I took a shower gave me a kick oh it's nothing worse than getting a kick if you're me because you won't be going out for one or two you're out for a gallivant and then we went out for a gallivant and it was as late as fuck for as late as we went and as late as it went it was like ah jesus we did well on a thursday it was funny he was like it's just going to be a thursday that's not going to affect our weekend and i said watch watch out watch out it's going to be a late one went to some outside bars went to some gallivanting i met i met this uh there was a gay dude before i was at a party ages ago just boozing hard boozing like a boozer and uh i can't remember what time it was so bright and the dude was mocking me because he was like remember that time it might have been nine he's like he was went home at nine and i was like that was 9 a.m i was out from the night before and he was just like yeah that was funny you, you couldn't hack it it's <laughs> like jesus christ what are you on what are you doing um oh and then yeah, we were just boozing out and about. We were goosed on Friday. 
ghost. But we dug deep. That's the thing when your buddy's in town and you're just like, all right, let's dig deep. Neither of us. We went hiking Friday night. Still smoky as fuck. It usually gets dark like about half, seven, eight. By seven, it was pitch black. I underestimated the smoke darkness. We're halfway up a fucking big old hill. Uh, there's still like one or two people. We were like, thank God we're together, two dudes, because we're meeting these fucking weirdos in this hike up the mountain. Like, not a mountain, a fucking high hill. And we were like, was that a, was that a girl just walking up here on her own in the dark? You're like, Jesus, she was less concerned than us. Snakes in the grass, something scurrying across. You're like, what the fuck is that? Um, so we did a sensible thing. We, we left the hike early. We went home and we went boozing again. And <laughs> we went boozing at my buddy's bar. And they gave us a seat. And like I had other friends there. But there was like six of them at one table. And then me and my buddy were sitting down at another table. And I think we were so hungover. We were just paranoid from the booze. And the table seemed intense. We were like, this feels like a date, isn't it? We're just sitting at a little table on our own. And I was like, yeah, because if I look, three of my friends were at the other table. And if ever they were looking in my direction, even though they weren't, they were talking to someone like uh, at the other side of the table, if that makes sense. But it looked to me, so I'd keep looking up and saluting them. And I was like, they're not even looking at me. Jesus, this is awful. And he said, you know what will cure that? And I said, what? And he said, let's do some shots. And then we did some shots. And then we had an early night because we were like, Jesus, we're goosed. Saturday, I did a Zoom. I was struggling with him. Same paranoia. He was like, come on, let's go. I was like, I can't, the Zoom. I'm dedicated to the Zoom. It's every week. It's a good laugh. It's a little community. People uh, all over the country are on it. They're having a hoot. You're just boozing. Yeah, I remember when I started the Zoom, I was like, I'm going to do it for an hour. Um, It's like three hours, at least four, sometimes five. People pop on. It goes on night. So I was like, I'm sorry, Jerry. I know you're here, but uh, I got to do the Zoom. We did the Zoom. Out oh, for boozes. Jesus, I met this dude. I know this guy who works at a bar. First time I met him, sound. Slowly but surely, he's gotten angrier and angrier. He's still sound, but Jesus, he was like, I think there were some tickets at the bar he was working at. And I've never heard him going off, but guys in LA, he's from the East Coast. He's like, everyone's a pussy. I'm like, all right, all right, can't do it. You're just going to start a huge fight. He's like, I don't care. Let them all fight me. And I was like, ah, he's going to go off. He's going to come back in here and shoot up the pub. <laughs> and I was telling people that worked there. And they were like, nah, he's grand. I was like, nah, you didn't hear him. My buddy was like, yeah, he seemed to be very, very upset. And then uh, no one did anything. So, you know, it was just brushed under the, under the table. And we said, no, we said, I tried. I tried to, I tried to help and I failed miserably. I got to text him to make sure he's all right. Anyway, Sunday, we went down to Skid Row. Um, Jeez, we were all over. We went Beverly Hills. It's unreal, the money. There's, like, streets in Beverly Hills. Rodeo Drive. Beverly Drive, I think it's called. The fucking money is unreal. The best cars, all nonstop. Just the hottest women. 
the richest looking dudes, the oldest looking men, the youngest looking women. It's all a fucking, it's all there. The nicest streets, the cops are fucking pulling people over who look suspicious. We probably should have been pulled over, big hungover heads up in us. Fucking clothes, people queuing up for fucking Gucci clothes and all this shit. Excuse me for burping, I'm, uh, my stomach is not accepting food kindly since I booze so much over the weekend. What is it? I got to Google that. Is that indigestion? Is my ins- are my insights finally dying? Is that, is that what's happening? That's nice, isn't it? A nice little touch for the podcast, you know. Nice little burp, a little belch. I wonder, has anyone have been having sex and someone burped during it? Because Jesus, that must be brutal. <laughs> that must be so bad. Imagine you're having fucking, if you're a girl and you're giving a guy a blowjob and he was just burping and belching. Oh, and you were just like, and then you could, oh, yeah, just fucking horrendous. You could smell it. You were like, were you eating pastrami sandwiches? And he's just like, yeah. I remember one time in Ireland, this girl said she's going to be, give me the greatest, the greatest suckeroo of ever all time. She said, you've been waiting for this. I said, I've been waiting all my life. Waiting for it, waiting for it. And honest to God, it was so bad. I don't think she touched it. She just put her mouth over it. It was like hovering. Jesus. And then she did that onto it. And I said, okay, that's enough. You burped on my penis. That's that's the end of the road. Nothing's going to happen. It's all over. <coughs> um, but yeah, we were just strolling around Beverly Hills. Ghost. <coughs> went to a deli. I went to the Jerry's Deli. Jeez, we went, then we went to the Valley. I think it's the Valley Sherman Oaks. Yeah, it's all the same, really. That's what I was telling him. I was very vague with my uh, geography. My ge- geographical skills. Of, I was like, ah, that's the Valley. And this is... Bank and we're this is nine or two and all, but fucking Beverly Hills is so rich. We we're driving through the fucking like, you think all the nicest houses are up in the hills, but in Beverly Hills they're like down low too. Like I know Al Pacino lives down low. You think he'd live high up in the hills? That's what they're like. People like Denzel Washington, Rod Stewart, they all live in the fucking gated community. I think or they used to at one point. Um, but a lot of these famous fuckers too live down low like you'd be surprised that you can just drive up to their house from the street or like literally they don't have a driveway it's just on the street but then you see the house and you're like sweet jesus this house they kind of look like the fresh prince of blair houses i think that's the only reference i have in my head but there's no driveway it's literally on the street you could like knock in the gate walking past out walking your dog and they'll have someone saying get the fuck out of here but then we went to Jerry's Deli last time I went there. I went there with Leo. Oh, poor Leo. He's back in Grimsby now. <laughs> he's fucking... He's... Uh, he was meant to go to London, but he's, there's no point for him to be there yet. So he's just staying at his mum's house in Grimsby to save some money. And um, <laughs> he said he just wakes up, goes downstairs, he sits on the couch... He just he's just waiting for it to be night time, then he goes back upstairs and goes to bed. <laughs> it sounds bad. <laughs> he FaceTimes me being like, I have no news, I have no stories, nothing's going on. Any new podcast that I can listen to? And I said, I'll do it now for you, Leo. Stay strong, boss. 
So if he's listening, hopefully he's staying strong. He's probably on his 19th Corona, sipping away, <laughs> watching music videos. I remember I used to do that before I moved to LA. I'd be at home in Ireland, bored off my tits. And should be watching music videos, being like, America looks cool, isn't it? Just be watching fucking anything on MTV. Or fucking any music channel and be like, oh, look at that American video. Oh, God, I got to move there. America's the place to be. So I'm glad I didn't move during the pandemic out of L.A. Because at least L.A. there's some stuff to do. And there's some night stuff going on. And a couple of shows here and there. It's still the best. I forgot that, yeah, not not much is going on elsewhere. Um... So, oh yeah, last time I went to Jerry's Deli, we had a, like, I have a buddy that used to go to Jerry's Deli during the day, and he was just like, it was meant to be a hot spot, like a bar, and like, women would be chatting him up and stuff, (laughs) and I was like, during the day, that's impressive, I gotta check out this Jerry's Deli place, now fair enough, he is uh, famous, but still, daytime deli, just hanging, getting chatted up. I only went for the first time during the pandemic though, so it was closed except for outside. We went in and we were pumped, pumped for a sandwich. I haven't eaten a sandwich in ages, mostly because uh, I got mercury poisoning and that fucked up my stomach. As you do, as you do, you know, you get the old mercury. I always had a dodgy stomach. Ever since that time, when I was like 18 or something, I was in hospital, they just couldn't figure out what was wrong with my stomach. And then I started getting used to doctors being like, ah, sure. (laughs) Ah, well, you know yourself. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? I don't know myself. Um, I'm here because I don't know myself. I have doctors cupping my balls and sticking fingers in my anus. No, I don't know. And they're sure, ah, sure, it'll it'll sort itself out. That even happened to here. Doctor, Dr. Igor, whatever his name was, with the big banana hands. I had to go down to Chinatown because I thought there was something around my bowels. Little did I know I was just drinking beetroot juice and I didn't realize it came out in the color of red. And that's when I got the first doctor here who stuck a digit inside the old, the old uh, eight hole, eight ball, <laughs> what a bowling ball. For now on, my ass is called the bowling ball. Um, the bowling ball anus. Uh, that's my new ass. If anyone asks, how's your ass? I'd say, please call it the bowling ball. That's me. I'm the bowling ball life. Um, but fucking... Yeah, I just got used to them. But so then, I haven't eaten sandwiches uh, because of that. So I went with Leo and I was like, fuck it, let's get a sandwich. Let's get chicken salad. And we got chicken salad. And we got vegetable soup. And we sat outside and we were both pumped. I've never seen the two lads so pumped for a sandwich simple times pandemic we were pumped what a great day pitch and port followed by a sandwich we took a bite leo was like is this definitely chicken salad i said it is leo i know you're younger than me but um uh, you can still clearly see it's chicken salad and then i took a couple of bites and i said oh no i'm wrong this is tuna <laughs> they fucked us over and they really did fuck us over uh, and the vegetable soup was like water would fucking oh it was horrific horrific but i said i'd give it one more chance oh i went home then i puked up the sandwich tuna 
can't hack it. My P- PTSD, whatever it's called. Me bowels, me stomach was like, no, get out of you, get out of the body. My, 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 it was like it beat me up. Beat me up. I was like a fucking beaten, beaten spouse. Came home, stomach beat me up and threw, threw it out. But we went. I went for the chicken salad. I said definitely chicken salad. They said yeah. And I got some pea soup. <laughs> pea soup. But you know when you're really hungover, you're like, fuck it, I think pea soup would be nice. That was the first time I've ever I said pea soup. That was my the pea soup chronicles. <laughs> that was the first pea soup chronicle I've ever had. I've never had an urge. I wonder if that's what it's like if I'm pregnant. I'd love some pea soup. Ah, oh, Jesus, some pea soup would be lovely. Be lovely, be nice and smooth now. My bowling ball anus. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. Great sandwich, not bad. Can't complain. And then, although they still fucked up the sandwich for a fucking Jerry's famous deli, they kind of fuck up a lot of times. I said, Can I have that toasted? He said, You can. I said, Okay, cool. Definitely toasted. He said, Yeah, no problem. Saw him writing down toasted. Guess what, people? On the Pea Soup Chronicles, the fucker wasn't toasted. Me, minor difference, but you know, Jerry's Deli, I'm, I'm taking, I'm rooting for you. It's huge inside and it's tiny outside. I'm like, ah, I hope it doesn't die. Jerry's Deli needs to keep going. There's so many places dying. Everyone's fucking. There's a good place here, Sunset Plaza. It's near enough to the Laugh Factory. It used to be like vibrant. It used to have a gym. They'd have some fucking veggie grill, some bullshit fucking health place where you can go freeze yourself. Um, some like fucking healthy shake place. The whole shebang and Trader Joe's and a fucking Starbucks. I know everything's gone except Trader Joe's and Starbucks. And you're like, ah, nice. This is a nice little depressing spot now. This used to be a good laugh and now it's dying. It's dying in front of your eyes. So if you're happy and you go there and you'll be like, oh shit, everything's dying. We're all on the way out. Slowly but surely. Everyone's depressed too. Thank God your man Jerry was dancing like me. I've too many of my buddies who used to be a laugh are now upset and sad and just fucking forlorn and looking at the floor and their to- their tones have gone down. They're in the saddest part of their life. They're in the, the the pandemic. Here's what I think. I think that the most hopeful part of a man's life is right before an orgasm. The second before an orgasm, because you're reaching the the zenith. You're hitting the high note. You're on top of the mountain. You're hitting the top of the roller coaster. You're flying up there, and you're the feeling's amazing. You're like, this could be it. This is the this is the love of my life. She's the one. Oh my, everything. I'm gonna be. I swear, this is. I'm gonna be successful. It's all gonna turn out. I will. Let's buy a house. And everything I've been working for is gonna come off. Everything. I just look. She's the most beautiful woman in the. Oh no. <laughs> And then you realize you've been lied to. Your hormones were lying. It was all the fib. It was all in your head. And then the goodness, the goodness rushes out. The ejaculation of joy disappears from your body. Life disappears. That could have been a family. Family's gone onto the carpet, onto the TV. Who knows where it's gone, but it's over. It's gone. And now the shame and the sadness floods in. Because I do feel sadness. The, the saddest time in the man's life is right after ejaculation. The joy has disappeared. 
and now you're back to square one <laughs> in the what's it called the human evolution reproduction is that the main thing that's the main what's the main human re- evolution it has to be reproduction surely um this all right that's the one thing we're going to google in this what's the main evolution oh this is gonna be a fucking awful uh and did you ever get a bad, uh, did you ever have a bad google and you're like fuck it i fucked up the question so bad that google is going to be like are you okay powerful biological instincts sign new not access forbidden nice why is that I've I've asked I've asked the wrong questions. Now I'm trying to figure out understanding the human evolution of human thought, maternal instinct. I've, you can just find your own answer here, I suppose. Um, oh, there's fucking so many. <laughs> the evolutionary urge, emissaries of divine light. Let's just click on this and see. Human instinct to reproduce surely that's it thank you for fucking fixing that google oh god this fucking itch- attunement throughout all the past where oh god these hippies are fucking if they can make it more readable i would read it but like a lot of these are just they love the word metaphysical genesis domain philosophy fucking bullshit um it's written by someone named phyllis so i don't trust it as much phyllis and david another two words that are fucking jesus <laughs> i should really edit out those burps but i'm sorry you know this is a non-editing um oh no apparently not apparently the human humans can now have sex without having babies so in terms of biological evolution a genetic preference for sexual activity is no longer equivalent to a maternal or paternal instinct to have offspring i fucked up this question i can't even remember the fucking whatever it is the sadness the sadness of the joy the sadness of being so close to the highest point disappears from the body and a lot of my friends are now at that sad low point the sadness time they don't know what's happening where it's going their money is running low everything feels like shit their serotonin levels are so bad i was telling my buddy Aang and jerry we were going for a hike and i was like jesus so much booze my serotonin levels are goosed and I was like, I think though, he goes, this is great. He didn't really want to hike, but I was like, no, it's good. Trust me, you're outdoors. And apparently if you're like near nature, I saw some fucking post and I was hung over enough to believe it. I was like, oh, outdoors, working out, you're getting sunlight, you're near nature. It'll get oxytocin or I don't think it's oxycotton, some serotonin, all the good shit, really. And he definitely wasn't fully listening. And he goes, wait, who the fuck are you on about? Sarah Tobin. <laughs> he goes, who's she? Some Cork girl. Do I know her? And that's a very, that is the name of a girl from Cork that we would know without knowing. Sarah Tobin. Oh, yeah, you know her. She came out to that disco one time. Um, What the fuck was that about? Oh, anyway. 
Jesus, trail thought gone. Evolution. This is one of those podcasts definitely where I should be like, ah Sherlock, let's let's cut it loose. Let's start again. We can we can try again one day, but you know you know the serotonin levels are, are very high. The serotonin they're very low. You're digging deep. I know by tomorrow I'm gonna feel great, but I try to do this podcast too to feel better. I'm using you people. I'm using you dirty whores like a dirty whore. Me a dirty whore is using ye dirty whores. But uh at least we can all use each other together. Um What was I saying? Anyway, Jerry's Deli. Not bad. I'd recommend it after that time. Then we went down to Skid Row. We were like, oh, if we see people in Skid Row, he wanted to see it because it's so full on. And he's like, oh, we can also probably feel better about our hangovers. So we drove down downtown. We did a big old loop of fucking LA, but we drove down. Um, drove through Koreatown. I never got to Koreatown, LA. It looks like a good laugh. I'm going to get Korean barbecue too. There's this girl that, uh, she was always trying to get me to get Korean barbecue. She was so sound, too. And beautiful. I don't know why the fuck I fucked that one up. I remember one time she picked me up from the airport. I didn't really ask her. She was just being really nice. And uh, she was like, what time did you get in? Sound. Like, how sound is that? She was sound. I liked her. And then she picked me up from the airport. And I think I was coming back from somewhere where I was hungover. And I didn't want to talk on the drive home. I just wanted to get an Uber and chill and look out the window. And uh, I I was like, oh, shit, she's here. And then I was like, ah, this is getting too serious too quick. Because that's a serious move in L.A. If he picks, I didn't even pick up Jerry. Didn't pick him up, didn't drop him off. He didn't ask. He knew better. That's a serious move in L.A. to be picking up someone from the airport. And obviously, you know me, complete clown. Um it was an airport tragedy, and uh, yeah, we never really hung out after that. I got cold feet, and then it disappeared. So, you know, that's the kind of idiot you're dealing with he, people here. A lot of you are probably thinking, ah, oh, Mark's perfect. He's one of a kind. He's, <laughs> he's immense. Jesus, what a beautiful man. What a stunning beast, stunning bitch, stunning personality, stunning inside and out. Well, the truth is... That is the truth. But also, you know, stunningly stupid at times too. I like to keep up to stunning. At all times, sometimes you might hear me saying, oh yeah, let's meet up soon. Let's meet up soon is one of the greatest ways of people in LA telling you to go fuck yourself. Let's meet up soon. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> you can meet up anytime you want. Let's meet up soon. I do like LA. I remember this girl one time. I like LA because it's so stupid. Just sitting at home, watching MTV music videos, watching videos and any of the MTV channels come to America, you get here, you realize, oh, this beautiful woman is racist, she's in debt, and she's got herpes and chlamydia, but at the same time, she's a beautiful woman, and you don't mind. Um, but, like, I remember a girl one time, she was like, do you want to go on a date? And I probably said, yeah, because she was hot. And she said, okay, just don't Google me before we go on a date. And I said, what? She said, please don't Google me before we go on a date. And I said, okay. Um, and she's like, yeah, I just, want, I just want people to get to know me for me. And I was like, oh, I definitely won't Google you. <laughs> Clickety-click, went the phone straight on to Google. And I was like, oh, 
that's the reason. She was filthy, filthy rich. <laughs> um, filthy, filthy, and that's why she didn't want me to Google her. But as you do in LA, the best way, this is a good way. If you ever want to like stop liking someone, you should meet up with them once, and you'll be turned off. More, more than likely, you'll be turned off. Um, it's a good way. It's a foolproof technique here in LA. If you meet someone, you'll be like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, what have I done? What have I done? You could go party with someone, and then you're just like, oh, no. Oh, no. I fucked up. I thought I liked you. And now, Jesus, now I'm, di- I'm dying to go get a Korean barbecue with that girl who... Uh, who picked me up from the airport. But alas, it's not going to happen. You know, people move on and like the podcast. we got to keep moving on. I'm trying to think of my train, my, my thought. Oh, yes, yeah, Skid Row. There we go. Fuck it. I brought it back with long people. We did it together. We dug deep. Um, You know, we saved the day. We did it. We really... One of my biggest flaws still, even though this isn't really a flaw, it's just stupidity. Because uh, sticking to this tunnelly stupid theme that we're on... I still like why do I buy clothes and save them for at least nine months save them like they're gonna go oh, I gotta keep them pristine save them I don't want them to be dirty is it because at Christmas we were told to keep our, our clothes clean don't ruin your new clothes and I'll be like okay and then I'll buy more t-shirts and I'll just never wear the good ones they're all I have t-shirts just sitting in my closet some of them are really nice they were given to me by a designer and uh Oh, you should go check him out, actually. I wasn't going to name drop, but the whole point of her giving them to me was because uh, to spread the word. They're called Billy. Great t-shirts. They're the best fitting t-shirts. Uh, me and my other friend, who's a t-shirt connoisseur also, we came t- to the conclusion Billy t-shirts are the best t-shirts going. If you want a nice fitting t-shirt that's really high quality, go get Billy. Free ad. There we go. Free ad. We're, ha- we're evens now. A million people heard that, and Billy's name has gone around the world. Um... But yeah, Christmas, I remember just putting on my Christmas clothes, which is the thing in Ireland, save your Christmas clothes. I like to get cream and white at Christmas. I didn't realize that um, it, they're not my colors. They wash me out, apparently. But I'd get some Christmas clothes, and within two seconds of putting them on, I would have them dirty. Somehow, don't know how, but they'd be dirty, and I'd be pissed. I'd be very annoyed, and uh, I still do it to this day. I have all these t-shirts sitting in, and then they just don't become comfortable. You know, you gotta, uh, you gotta get over that, people. You gotta get over yourself. I'm saying that because I'm saying it to myself. Get the fuck over yourself, you dirty fuck. <laughs> That's still the only way that any uh, bit of advice will get through to me if you give it to me aggressively. If you try and sweetly say it, I'll just be like, "Nah, it's not working." But if you say, "You stupid fucking idiot," shut the fuck up and get over yourself. Then you'll be dancing. I'll hit me. It'll come into my brain. So anyway, Jesus, what a ramble this is. The coffee rambles are unbelievable. Um, we went down to Skid Row. I've never been. I, I was there. I, I was there one time. This is dubious. This is a dumb story. I went down one time. I was at a bar. This is like fucking, I don't know, five years ago now. Whoops knows. Maybe four years ago. <coughs> went to a bar. And afterwards, these people were like, do you want to come to a party? And I thought the party was close, because the street they told me was close. But I forget streets in LA run very, very long. Like, they run for so long, miles and miles and miles. Um, They run from fucking 
East LA to the beach. So I stupidly thought they meant, oh, in the area you're in, we're going to this street, Third Street or something, Fourth Street. So we get in cars and we drive and we drive and then I realize we're downtown and we're even further past downtown and I'm in the fucking, some warehouse apartment with some dudes and some girls and my buddy's meant to be coming and I have the address and there's a gay guy following me around the party and he's been annoying as fuck. And I'm like, here, man, would you fuck off? Like, you're you're wrecking my head. And I went outside to phone my friend, and the door locked behind me, and the warehouse shut, and um, my phone died. I was always phoning my friend, and I had no charger. So I said, oh, dear, fuck. It's like four in the morning. Now I'm stuck downtown. I don't know where I am. I'm banging on the door. The gay guy's probably listening, going, fuck that fucking dope. Um... So I walk home and I didn't realize I was walking through Skid Row and it was so dodgy, but I was kind of had the booze in me. So, you know, I didn't recognize how dodgy it was. And uh, I just keep walking. I walked for so long. It took me like four or five hours to get home. How mental is that? Looking back, you'll be like, ah, that's, that'll, one day that'll be a funny story, but no, not yet. So far, I fell asleep in a bus at one point because I was walking. I almost got home and I just took a bus. Then I ended up going down Beverly Hills. I went too far. I was walking through a park and people were up with their families and I was walking through the park being like, dear Jesus, is this, is this what it is now? Is this life? So I get home, but I remember walking through Skid Row and I told people and I was like, yeah, it was Dodge. And they were like, yeah, it's fucking Dodge. But I didn't think it was that bad because I was like, if I walk through it, it can't be that bad. But we drive down. Here's the thing about downtown LA. Some streets are nice, restaurants, it looks classy. Nothing's really going on because there's no real bars down there. And there's just a lot of buildings and fashion districts. I don't know, apartments. There's not a huge vibe. There's some nice restaurants, I've been told. That's about it. But it looks nice at least. Um, But then you go one street over and it's just like a shanty town. Homeless people... Just meth heads, heroin heads, a lot of fucking, uh, a lot of fucking just tents and people on the street. It's intense with the tents. Um, and we were driving down there and we were like, Jesus, my buddy's like, oh, Jesus, this is even worse than I thought. It was just like rows and rows and rows of tents and fucking, he was like, fucking hell, we just came past some nice restaurants and now we're in this shithole. And some dude like saw us in the car. We were stopped at the lights and he was like, oh, we should break the lights. And I was like, I know, because they were kind of walking over to the car. Some guy threw a big bottle at the car. Thankfully, I think he was on met, so his throw wasn't as long enough to reach the car. But we took off and it's way longer than we thought. It was like blocks and blocks of just fucking drug tents. And they were just taking over the whole thing. And, uh... For some reason, there was <laughs> we went by a shop. There's a shop down there in the middle of it. It's like open 24 hours. And we were like, the fucking balls in the person that owned that shop. How are they just not being robbed the whole time? And then even weirder was that, like, I think we saw, we were there at about 10 at night, I think roughly, between 9 or 10. There was three flower shops open. So we saw one 24-hour shop and then three flower shops, like close to each other, two next to each other, one across the street, all open. They were the only ones on Skid Row. We were like, why, why flowers? 
I'm just Google that. Why the fuck were there flower shops down there? They're definitely not buying flowers. Is that a front? And we're like, also, how are they getting money to buy drugs? Who are they stealing from? Because they're not working down there. Some great questions. You know, we drove off into the night confused and bewildered. And we went home and we ate some yogurt covered raisins. And then we went to bed and then that was the end of his trip. Wish I could have more of an ending to the story about Skid Row. It was very weird though. I don't know why they had the fucking flower shops open there. Let me Google flower shops, Skid Row, see if anything comes up. So I can have a better ending to the story. You never know how a story... There's a girl who's been hitting me up uh, on Instagram for fucking weeks. No, sorry, years. Uh, And she's just sending me fucking just mental... Mental... uh, Oh, that's so weird. Skid Row florists. Why is there flowers down there? There's apparently no one thinks anything about it. Um, fucking hell. So, alright, this girl's been fucking sending me messages. Just nonsense. Don't know what she's talking about. Just being a stalker, being a weirdo. Saw her one time at a shake place. She started calling me and my buddy Kevin and Kenny. It was just like, what's happening? She's messaging us both for ages. She still messaged me fucking... Let me see the fucking... She's sending me poems online. None of it makes any sense whatsoever. Like, this this is a poem she's sending me now. I don't respond to this girl. And she's sending me... She's talking about... ah, This is her poem. I want to challenge you. That's why I roast you. That's why I act awkward at times. That's why I don't let you fuck me right away. That is if we are dating. I make you wait. I have to trust you. I'm an ideal hopeless romantic and I need that connection with you. I need to feel challenged by you. And I want to challenge you. I want to make you question why I am I am the way I am. I want to understand why are you the way you are. I want to make you question and I appreciate when you make me question. I appreciate when you do things I don't always like. I appreciate when you do things that may offend me at first. I like people different from me. I always have. I want to stir up inquiries inside your mind. If I don't do that, this is a pointless conversation we are having. Sincerely, the stranger who smiles at you, but probably might have accidentally offended you by begging too much. Now that sounds like um, that we have conversations and that we know each other, and we don't. We don't have conversations, so... These are just, I'm like, what the fuck? What conversations? What's happening? And I post on my story, and she was just like, that's, I was like, Jesus, another stalker poem. And she was like, oh, my God, you posted that in your story. I knew we were friends. I knew there was a connection. I just knew it. And then today I got a message saying, I kind of feel bad that you called me a stalker. I'm not going to message you anymore. At least I'm not going to, I'm going to try my best not to. This will be the end. You'll you'll never hear from me again. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this is true. Um, and I was like, is that how easy it is now? You just, if I call her a stalker, um, 
that's all I that's all I need to do for over the last three years or something. She keeps doing she's numerous accounts too, so I never know who the fuck where it's coming from. Just a new account that pops up and I get a message being like another poem I wrote for you. For Mark, you are a strange genius of a being. You are a man of pure madness. Never understand of change your <laughs> this is meant to be a good poem. Uh never uh, you're a man of pure madness, a man that speaks in words people never understand at first. Change your accent, figure it out. You've been here long enough, take a couple of classes for fuck's sake. Learn the American way to talk, then go on dates for fuck's sake. Unless you want her just uncomfortably laugh at what you say, because she doesn't know what you just said. A man that disappears in his own words, he writes for days and end. You find me annoying as hell, you and many others. But even though you pretend to be an asshole of a man, that you definitely are. There's a heart there that you don't show most people, but it's there. It speaks in an Irish accent too, so nobody understands the word it says either. <laughs> you are up for anything, especially if it's a bad decision. But you are a beautiful person and a definite stranger to me. But you are a beautiful, interesting one. A friend in my book. Sincerely, the stranger who smiles at you. <laughs> and I'm like, is this what? Is this a poem? She wrote me another one. Ireland is barely even a place. I can honestly tell you I've never thought of it twice. Be from someone else. Be from somewhere else. Be better. These are good poems she's reading me. And I was like, all right, these are just insane. And I call her a stalker. And she's hopefully gone away. So we'll see, people. You know, rambling there at the end, the coffee is wearing off. Jesus, you know, still sweating. Skid row sweats are kicking in. Um, apparently Skid Row is next to a, a flower district so that's why they were open but it was definitely like thank god I doubt the fucking metheads would have much to do with flowers so that's maybe why they're safe down there uh, you know you like to go out a, you like to go out on a high note doing a podcast you like to dig deep oh high note I'm doing a show next week in LA we've got a great lineup rap for Michael Lenoci, Eliza Slicinger, Andrew Santino, Ian Edwards, Jim Jeffries. Uh, DM me on Instagram if you want to come. Don't DM me if you're that stalker. I don't you showing up and me thinking, is she going to stab me? The amount of people that have reached out being like, I'm genuinely concerned for you. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. Maybe I should be concerned. Um, we shall see. You never know. I can't live in fear. You can't live as if though you've just ejaculated and now you're sad and living in fear. And I suppose that's the theme of today's podcast. If you're feeling down, just know it'll get better. You'll you'll get the urge back to pump again. You'll get the urge back to have another orgasm. And life will seem more hopeful. It's all about the troughs, the ups, the downs, the roller coaster. Uh, take a bag to puke in and you're good to go. You're on the way. Um, sometimes a gag of guys might say, Mike, mock you because you went home at 9 a.m. They'll say, you straight little pussy. And you'll say, well, that's that's on you 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 can do the kettleman i'm going home my boozed up head and i suppose uh, that's the podcast you know if you have any questions i reached out for questions recently people have they sent me odd questions and then i realized oh these are the questions for the podcast and i can't remember them hit me up instagram at trick oh no it's at the marquez Inst- twitter at trickadoo come on the zoom on saturday if you're about and if not um if you enjoy the podcast, leave a five-star review on fucking iTunes, iPods, 
whatever the podcast thing is called. All right, people, go out there now and keep the head up. I'm sweating like a whore the last few bits of the weekend. Booze are still in me, so I'm going to go work out and sweat like a whore. And that's the end of the podcast. Um, Pete rain out. like if ending sex like that. That's the end of the sex. Uh, I came. I don't know if you noticed because I'm a Catholic man, so I try to hide all emotion, including during an orgasm. So uh, that's the end of the sex. I'm going to clean up now and I'll be on my way. Thank you. Goodbye. Good luck. Good luck. Go on, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck.